Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-course, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's and what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. Do you want to say the line or do you want to be the line? Tracy Moore. So in my class, when we do a scene study, one of the things that I'm always stressing with the actors in a positive way is to really take advantage of every single word, sentence, like really, if you have one line, put your toenail in, make it memorable, right? So. There's a line in one of the scenes in our class 
where this woman is in an interrogation room and a detective comes in with these photos and he pushes the photos to her and he says, open it. It's a manila envelope. He says, open it. And she says, I I, I don't want to open it. He says, open it. And she says, I don't want to see any more photos of injured sailors. Now you can say that line with tonality, emphasis. I don't want to see any more pictures of any injured soldiers, right? Or you can be the line, do your homework, do your due diligence. You can watch the first five minutes of Saving Private Ryan and watch the bullets hit the shoulders and the head and the blood and all the goriness and then revisit that line. And when you see that and you revisit that line, you can have more weight in it, right? So when you, before you even say the line in thinking of saving Private Ryan and all that blood and gore and soldiers and injuries and death, I, 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 I don't want to see any more photos of injury. Now, I'm not a certified actress. However, Can you see the difference? I'm really big on references. I'm really big in taking whatever, one line, one word, 125 pages of lines, and putting your imprint, putting your footprint, putting your toenail in that performance. Do you want to say the line or do you want to be the line? If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. And today, I'm your guest. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today. Um, this is actually my first class with you today in 2024. Um, And I want to talk to you guys about refreshing your talent, refreshing your talent. What does that mean? Um, when, When I've had a lot of challenges medically, unfortunately, with my children in my life. And um, I'm, I'm a person of information and clarity. And so uh, when my son was born, he was a premature baby and he was in um, neonatal. And I would always be really inquisitive, right? And ask doctors and nurses questions. Some of them were willing to give me the information. Some of them had resistance. Um, And the ones that had resistance or, you know, attitude, I would say to them, what made you decide to go into the medical field? Because when you talk to most doctors, most nurses, they tell you that a loved one was ill when they were young and they wanted to be a doctor or nurse so that they can help people such a sentimental and touching story to hear these stories. So it's a reminder as to why they decided to do this in the first place. And it, and that reminder shifts you in a way, right? So when you, when you know, and if you've ever experienced in your life doing work for no money, but just the passion of it, right? you know how exhilarating that is. The money is the cherry on top, but the fact that you are, you know, um, you know, on a set doing it, what it is that you love to do, there's just this 
electric energy going through your body and just happiness, pure happiness, right? Well, that's what I was trying to jar in these nurses and doctors when I would say to them, why did you do it in the first place? Because what I felt that they did not have was a sense of compassion, a sense of um, kindness and gentleness in their approach. Um, I remember once this doctor told me that they wanted to talk to me about my son's condition and we were walking. I swear to you, I felt like I was trotting with the doctor and I stopped and said, sir, you pulled me out to talk to me about my loved one. Can you stop, plant your feet in the ground, give me eye contact? And I don't do this every day. I don't have a degree. So can you explain the procedure? Can you point me in the direction of information that I can find to learn? It, it was unbelievable to have to ask him to stop and talk to me instead of having me run next to him like I was this assistant, right? So I say this to actors. I say this to actors. Why do you choose acting? Why do you choose acting? Because this is not a tangible business where after you graduate from college, someone's going to hand you a four-year contract on an episodic. It doesn't work like that. I remember once um, I went to a party that um, was actually in Sam Jackson's house way back in the late 80s. And I remember being around a lot of actors who are, have stellar careers today, working actors. And, you know, I'm talking like Bill Nunn, rest in peace. So many dynamic actors would be at this party. It was like a version of the Cosby Kids, different worlds, you know, whatever was going on at the time. It was this, you know, potpourri of, of actors that, you know, would come together at various parties, right? But at this specific party, I remember asking Bill Nunn why he wanted to be an actor. And to hear stories of, you know, and to see the passion in his eyes talking about, you know, the work of an actor, the commitment and, you know, him getting advice maybe from Denzel, you know, the greats. When you choose acting as a career, as something that you want to work every day, you want to do backflips going to the set because you have so much fun, you're doing what you love. You, you, you really want to make sure you're doing this for the right reasons, because some of these reasons are so temporary, they burn out, right? So like, let's say you said, well, I want to be an actor because I want to be famous. Understand what being famous is. Understand that the, the people that go, they watch you in films, you know, in theaters, or, you know, they watch you on TV, or they actually watch you on Broadway. These people that support you and become your fans, when they see you, like all of the common courtesies, decor, protocol, that kind of just leaves their mind, and they just see their favorite star, and they bum rush you in most cases. <laughs> 
they, they don't, in most cases, they don't mean you any harm. They're just very, very exciting, right? But if you're the type of person that you don't like people invading your space, you want people to, you know, since COVID, keep six feet apart from you, this is not the gig for you. Because you don't determine your fame. When you do great work, people recognize and people come for you. Whether it's one line, no lines, or 128 pages of lines. When you do great work, you are recognized. So before, in my opinion, actors start writing their acceptance speeches or awards or practicing their autographs, you need to have an honest conversation with yourself and ask yourself why you choose acting. What is it about this craft this business that draws you there? What is it about, you know, um, in terms of your stamina? And again, there are, it's, it's, it's not something that's handed to you once you get out of college and, and you don't have to go to college, but I'm just saying it's, it's not tangible like that. This is journey. There's a process. And do you have the stamina to be on that journey? Do you have the energy? Do you have the vision to hold? to be on this journey. You have to hold the vision of working actor. You know, there's a show, excuse me. There is a show on HGTV called Bargain Blocks, Bargain Blocks. And there are these two guys that um, they, Sometimes they redesign, but they they buy these really expensive houses. I'm talking like in Detroit, they'll buy a house that's pretty much falling apart for like seventy five hundred, and then turn it over to one hundred sixty thousand brand new, beautifully decorated um, interior. Right? I love this show. I don't know why I love this show. I love this show. I love these guys. And last night I said. They're going to do my house. They're going to do my house. And I started to think about how Keith and I would get along really, really great because Keith is, he's funny. He's like character. And how I love to see Evan laugh. And they just have a great relationship. They're part, they're married, I think. Um, But they're, they're just really fun guys in their work and you can see their love and their passion in their work. I'm telling you this for a reason because we're going to have a conversation again where I say, guess what? I bought a house and guess who's doing my house, you guys? Ethan Evan from Bargain Blocks. This is how life works. This is how it works. If you don't dream, if you don't have the audacity to dream and then believe that your dreams are going to come true. Not, well, uh, we'll see what happens. No, you dream, you sit in it, visualize them coming to your house and doing your bedroom, which I know Keith is going to. Oh my God. He's good. He, all I need to do is spend a day with Keith and Evan from Bargain Blocks. They'll embrace my personality and then Keith is just going to go crazy. I just feel you have to claim it. 
You have to visualize. You have to see yourself working with the director that you want to work with. You have to see yourself on that set if you want to be on Tyler Perry Studios, if you want to live in L.A. And in holding the vision, what's really super important, you guys, and I really try to instill this in my granddaughter. I say try because she is 11 and, you know, baby steps. But when you don't get what you want, when you want it, it doesn't mean it's not coming. It just means that the timing is not there. It's not the right time, but you are going to get it. But what happens is that people fall out of their vision. Then it becomes, oh, I'm not going to get it. I'm never. And then you just keep spiraling. Time, but no, don't do that to yourself. Stay in the joy of your vision. Because remember, it's about how you feel. If you don't feel good, you're not going to create good. You're going to create, keep creating, I don't feel good. If you want to feel good, you got to feel good. Sit. I can't tell you how great I felt last night saying, oh, my God, Keith and I, we're going to have so much fun. We're going to have so much fun. I'm going to help them. They're going to teach me stuff. I'm going to paint with them. I'm going to choose, like, my floors. Live it. Live it. Okay. <clears throat> so the first thing is, and prayerfully, you guys are taking notes. You want to ask yourself why you why you choose acting. And you want to be honest. Have an honest conversation with yourself. If you want to be famous and you want to make a lot of money, say it. A lot of people, in my experience, working with actors in the embryo stages of their careers that you know, it might have been a revenge situation. They want to get back at somebody. Stay in having great intentions so great things can continue to come to you. It doesn't pay energy-wise. Physically, your body, body's chemistry changes when you're angry and when you're negative. You create more dis-ease in your body. Hold on to that positive place. Hold on to that happy thought. I always tell actors to create a happy thought uh, where you go to the happy thought and it changes the trajectory and the rhythm of the energy if you're in some negative energy. It just changes it, right? Okay, two, training. Training is imperative. A lot of actors feel like they take classes, work with coaches, and then I'm good. You should never feel like you're at a place of I'm good. I'm good should never exist for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. The reason why I say that is because training, yes, it's to help you with protocol. It's to help you with terminology and to teach you the basis of where you can go to and navigate your feelings and emotions and feed them through the skin of these characters in which you portray and their experiences. However, you don't have all of the experiences that your characters or the characters which you will be auditioning for, 
past or don't have. So training is going to teach you how to access those emotions without having the actual experience. But you have to do the work, right? So if my character is in a relationship and there's it's violence, domestic violence, and you've never had that experience personally, well, in doing your due diligence, what you want to do is you want to talk to counselors who counsel women. You want to um, possibly, they, there may be, unfortunately, someone you might know or someone who knows someone or you want to get as close to this experience as possible without being in the actual experience. You're doing your research. Um I'm not asking you to be around this type of behavior at all. I'm asking you to observe and understand the behavior so that as an actress, you can understand the experience. And training is going to help you to understand that experience so that you can tap into something in you to become that character and live in authentically in that experience, right? One of my actresses in my class is a nurse. And the cool thing is, is that, and, you know, she knows the posture of a nurse. She knows the verbiage and pronunciation of these difficult procedures, medications, or terminologies. And if she were to audition and be cast as a nurse, she would be amazing because she knows that experience and she's confident and she can sit in that experience with the knowledge. And without, I would never tell, but without telling them that she's a nurse, it just, well, actually I would tell, I would put it on your resume. So I take that back. Ooh, doing a moonwalk back. I take that back. You should put it on your resume. But imagine how great she is. I had the pleasure of coaching Cardi B and Hustler. I knew, I knew when I got the script, she was going to be amazing in that. When you have the experience or the knowledge of your character's experience, you can't but soar because there's a comfort and an ease and like, yeah, I've noticed. I understand. I can relate. Right. And then again, if you don't have the experience, training is going to help you. I'm always going to go back to training. I'm always, because when, this was my experience when I, when I first started working with Buster Rhymes and Eve specifically, because I was on the road with them for six years, back and forth. The thing is, is that when I would get off, because I work with such brilliant directors, DPs, other actors, I would learn so much from every show that I was on with them. And being that I was Buster's coach or Eve's coach, I had the ability to roam around and and my main area on a set is what's called Video Village. And that's where the monitors are. That's where the director's chairs are. And let me just insert this because this might seem petty, but this is extremely important. Never as an actor make an assumption that you can sit in a director's chair. Don't ever do that. It's so disrespectful and they do not want 
you to sit in their chair. I don't even care if you are a star. And let me tell you an example. I'm not going to mention names, but I was coaching a very, 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 very powerful superstar female. And we were doing a film and her assistant sat in one of the executive producers chairs. And I always have the freedom to be in Video Village because I have to watch the monitors to watch my clients. So she sat in the chair and the executive producer came up and she immediately got out of the chair. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. So he was like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Sit. I'm good. Right. So I said to myself in watching this situation, like, wow, OK, that's cool. He was, he was cool about it. Right. By the time we got to the trailer, his assistant was at the door and his assistant told my client that her assistant can never sit in his chair again. Now, he didn't even have the courage to say it to himself. He sent his assistant to tell my client, which I thought was really whack. But anyway, a chair. <laughs> okay? Never assume that, right? But what I would do when I got off the road is I would always come back and share the knowledge of every show that I did. Not the specific, you know, oh, I was coaching Eve on, bus, on Barbershop One or whatever, but more of the things that I learned from the director, like, um, and another insert, you guys need to read credits because what I am learning more and more in my classes is that you guys don't know anybody and that's not good. How are you going to hold a vision for a career and you don't know what directors you want to work with or what producers you want to work with? Every director and producer is different. They have different visions, energy. They present different work. So you need to know who these people are. When I say a name, I said Charles King in my class, and I think one person knew. Charles King, one of the most powerful person of color in this industry. And I was a part of witnessing his come up. Need to know these people. That puts a stamp on it even more when you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to work with Will Packer. I can't wait to work with Issa Rae. Ray. Like know who producers are out there in film and TV. And you only do that by reading credits. And there's a science to you guys, a science. Most producers like to work with the same people. When you find good people and cool people, you always have them in your roster. So you want to know who producers are because producers hire maybe the same directors and directors work with the same casting directors. They have relationships with casting directors. Not all the time, but most of the time. And you need to know who cast for Martin Scorsese. You need to know who cast for Spike Lee. And you need to, when you find out who these casting directors are, you need to imdb.com them and find out what their credits are and who, what other directors. Say. It's, man, this is a business. You got to do the work. There are no shortcuts. You will be shortchanged. But if you want a career of longevity and you're serious, 
this is not work for you. This is a part of the fun and the joy and the passion in which you do as an actor. You have to do your due diligence out here. Find out who your trainers are. You know, these classes, who these acting coaches. I was speaking to a mom and she was saying like, this woman invested like, oh, maybe 30,000 in like one of those, you know, I'm not going to say, but you know, those um, seminars or workshops or schools and nothing came out of it other than some photos that her daughter took. But you have to do your due diligence and and everyone that you work with needs to be current, needs to be relevant today. There was a time in the 90s when Janet Jackson's song came out. What are you what have you done lately in the industry? That was like a motto. It was like, OK, so, yeah, you did that. So what are you doing now? What projects are you currently on? So. Training. Do your due diligence and know who you're working with. Also, training. Try something new in 2024. If you've never taken a Shakespeare class, take a Shakespeare class. Shakespeare is wonderful. And it's a challenge for everyone. And you need to challenge yourself. Keep challenging yourself. Keep stretching yourself as an actor, as an artist. Learn a new dialect. One of my students last night in my class did a British dialect, and it was brilliant. There was nothing forced, contrived about it. That was who she was in that moment. It was great. But got to do the work, and she's not British. Got to do the work, right? Okay. Other thing I want to talk about is being kind, being courtesy, courteous, and knowing boundaries. You should always be kind to people. It doesn't cost anything to be kind, to smile, to say thank you, to say please, to say excuse me. Be kind, common courtesy. This is what's usually taught in the household when you're young. However, I believe that things got turned around, jilted during COVID because there was no socialization going on. So there's a generation that came out of that. And last year I had, I was diagnosed with arthritis in my right hip. I had, I was walking with a cane. I would be walking to the train and people would be knocking me over, knocking me over. And I'm like, I have a cane, common courtesy. Also boundaries, respect the boundaries. I know that my energy is rainbow and butterflies because I feel it. And that's what I want to promote. That's how I want to wake up every morning. Rainbows and butterflies and cotton candy. However, I am a professional. I work as a professional. When you have my phone number, email, that doesn't give you access to me for 24 hours a day. It doesn't give you access to me at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning because I wake up every day, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Saturday to sleep to nine is golden time for me. And I don't work 24 hours. I shut off at six, seven o'clock, really six o'clock. So to want to pick my brain at 9 p.m. on a Thursday does not work with me. Respect the boundaries of the casting people. If they give you your num their number, Yolanda Hunt, casting director, she's, just, she's gracious, same way. She would give you her number. 
she would give you her email. But respect the boundaries of that. Same with Elsa. Respect the boundaries of that. Okay. Lastly, I want you to know your worth. I want you to value yourself. Because this business, there's a lot of desperation that you can feel, that you can sense, and that you can smell. And desperation is not sexy or acceptable. Relax. Rely on your talents. Rely on your truths. If you're in an uncomfortable situation, talk about it. Report it. Because those things aren't supposed to happen. <laughs> That's not what we're doing here. We're being other characters and filming it and presenting that work to the public at large. No one needs to be harmed or feel uncomfortable or pressured. And when you know your value of yourself, you really, really try not to put yourself in a position that you will be in that. But it's not you. There are predators out there. And you have to be aware. You can't be desperate for a role. You can't be desperate to make it. There's no place that you're going to go to make it. Once again, when you do great work, you are recognized. When you do great work, you're recognized. When you are trained, you do great work, you're recognized. Training will help you to do great work, to be recognized, and people will come for you. Have standards. Know what you will deal with and what you won't deal with. Be clear, crystal clear. Understand that you are in the room too. So that makes you somebody. Never put anybody on a pedestal higher than yourself. What are you saying about yourself when you are in that room? Value your soul. Value your spirit. Be protective of that. Be protective of your space. And stay in the knowing. You don't need to know when and you don't need to know how. You just need to continue knowing that there is a role out there for you to shine in and to live your best life in what you passionately, passionately want to do. Well, that concludes my segment on Refresh Your Talent Actors. And I'm excited, Elsa. Um, Elsa's going to come on and bring on our actors who have some questions for me. Yes, yes. Thank you for all of those gems, Tracy. Free class, y'all. Free class. All right. <laughs> right. Thank you. So today we have two of our spirited actors. We have Miss Shamia Lucas. Shamia, you can come okay. on. And we have Miss Devin Nikki Thomas. Devin, you can come on. Both of my favorite peoples in the world. <laughs> and let me just say, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a put this out here because um, I'm going to pump it up. But Shamia is a dynamic artist, you guys. Dynamic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what? Thank let you. me tell you. When, because my road now is directing, I want to put Shamia's art in my scenes beautiful. And then, you know, I'm saying that because other directors and producers out there, um, Shamia, um, after we do uh, the classes, um, the questions, I want you to give your um, email after you ask your question or your, where people can see your work. Producers and directors can see your work so they too can put your artwork on set. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. 
Hey, Devin. <laughs> Devin is a pig. <laughs> All right. I'll throw it to you. All right. So, so today, Miss Shamia, you will be up first with your question. Can you hear me? You can unmute so we can hear your question. Uh oh, maybe some technical difficulties. Oh. So, Devin, she you looks can like she's on a dolly. I know. <laughs> Right. But it's plastered. It's plastered with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> so, Devin, go ahead and ask your question. Sure. Um, I don't know that there's a direct. Oh. It, can you hear me? Yes. Um. So we hear uh, Miss Viola Davis and we hear Miss Taraji Henson talking about how um, you constantly have to prove yourself. Oh, like it is so tiring. And to be someone who is like a baby in this industry. <laughs> Shamia, did you want to, you want, you can, I can, I can wait. I can wait to go. And so after Shamia goes with that. No, she, she's on mute. Okay. Um, to be someone who is a baby in the industry, working to get into that point. We feel that too, you know, just like you feel mm -hmm. it. We mm -hmm. all feel it. And it's hard, particularly for women of color, you know, to feel like you can be outperforming or outworking. I'm not going to say better actor or better or whatever. I'm just going to say like the work ethic, you know, and to still have to feel like you fight. And that's not, a, it's not about a sense of entitlement because I don't think too many of us come in saying that I should be given this thing. No. Question would be, what do you say to help us kind of keep going when you face in any industry as a black woman, any industry, there's a constant like you could be an ex like you have egots, black egots out here that still have to prove themselves. So what would your advice be from someone who has experience and has seen the ebb and flow? of the industry to kind of not be angry mm -hmm. and jaded. And what would you say to help us with managing um, mm -hmm. this? Well, the first thing I would say, which is so super important are your words and the words that we use, right? So instead of saying hard, say it's challenging. And why do I say that? Because when you face a challenge and you overcome it, you're stronger, you're more confident, and you have that rejuvenation of, because what I'm saying to you, Devin, the fight is never going to end. The fight started with Hattie McDaniels when she won that Oscar for Gone with the Wind, and she had to sit in a separate room. She couldn't sit in the main theater. So imagine that disrespect. So what I'm saying to you is that what you guys need to do, what we all need to do is continue to have the fight in us because you can never give up. Like Taraji said, if I don't, how is Fantasia and everybody else going to benefit off of you or your work? We're benefiting right now. I'm standing. You guys are standing on Hattie McDaniel's shoulders right now because she opened the door for you. Sydney Portier, they opened the door for you, Right. 
So this is what you do. You say to yourself, yes, it's challenging, but guess what, Devin? You're made for it. You got the stamina for it. And Devin, you are not, you are not a victim. You are a survivor. And more importantly than that, you take power in your own hands. Why rely on people who don't want you? Because this is what's going to happen, Issa Rae. You're going to create your own awkward Black woman. And the numbers of YouTube are going to go crazy. And then somebody's going to see it, buy it, HBO, insecure. Now people coming to her. Maintain your power. Because the fight is never. Why are we still talking about this? Spruce and Elsa will tell you, I've been talking about it since 2020 when we sold inside the black box. And I'm like, man, I don't expect black women. We need to, and that's a part of why inside the black box was created. To have a vehicle to share this with everyone because people, people didn't even know actors weren't getting paid. The majority of people before the strike, oh, y'all are rich. This after the strike, wow. They don't, they really not making money when you mathing it up. So that's the first thing I would change my dialogue and say, it's challenging, but you are made to overcome it. That's why you're in it. And the other thing is, is that there is a role out there for you, Devin, that I can personally guarantee everything I know in this industry. I've been doing this too long. I know that I know that I know. So you have nothing to be concerned about. You keep focusing on the great work that you produce. And I guarantee you, you'll be in a position and you're going to have a voice like Taraji. You are. So build up your strength and your armor now, because that's the next thing you're going to have to deal with. Don't give up the fight. It's so worth it. It's not that. Thank you. First of all. And I know you're not. I'm not saying that you are. I know that it's frustrating. I know that it's tiring. I know that, you know, where do I replenish this energy? My God. And I'm older than you. But when I think about actors and when I think about the opportunities when I first started and I was just dealing with black and white, I was I was bringing people of color in on the low. You know, to now, oh my God, the terminology, ethnically ambiguous. So there are changes, not the changes in which we all want at times, but it's people like you that can remind. And then, you know, when you get that role, that is going to exhibit your great work and people start coming up and make sure your team is like, Sean Ringo said, if you don't have a team that can negotiate millions and even think that big, how are you going to get it? Let your team do that. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. Ms. Shamia, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Hi. There she okay, is. Shamia. Hi, everybody. Okay, Shamia, um, so you can ask your question. Yes. So um, I like that question, and I love your answer, Tracy, to uh, the previous question. Uh, my question is, how do you, in this time and day when everybody's just on the go, how do you solidify a, uh, a moment where you passing your favorite producer or you're passing your favorite casting director and you want to 
really connect with them, but you know you don't have that window to, to talk. Mm-hmm. What's the best, I guess, your elevator conversation to, mm-hmm. to have? Oh, wow. That's an excellent question. That's an excellent question. Both of these questions were great. Um, okay. Um, the thing about casting directors and most directors and producers is that you don't really know what they look like. You know their names, but you don't know their faces, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's two situations. One, I think of um, it, and and I feel like you know this to me. I feel like you know most people's faces or you know names. Where like if you were in an elevator with, um, let's say, I could Ron tell you Howard <laughs> or Brian Grazier, you would know that that's Ron Howard and Brian Grazier, right? Right. But this is what's worked for me, specifically being around celebrities and they, everybody know them and come up to them, that ignorance is bliss. You play like you don't know them. And you just have general conversation with them about, doesn't even have to be about the business because what I've learned in working with celebrities, most celebrities, they know their fans. They know they got fans. But they're people too. And it's very rare that people deal with them as people. They deal with them as stars. And what you find is most of them want to be dealt as people. They want to know what the weather is. <laughs> you know what I mean? They want to know what's going on outside. You know what I mean? So my thing is that you're more empowered when you're not a fan. And when you're equipped with information, because when we did live auditions and people would come into live auditions and specifically when the director and the producers were there during a callback, the actors that excelled, whether they got cast or not, they got remembered, were the ones who came in and they didn't list all the Spike Lee's credits because Spike knows his credits. They would find something that something about Spike or something he liked that no one knew, not the obvious New York Knicks. And then that would spark a conversation with Spike, like, oh, so you know that? And then a conversation ensues. Next thing you know, Shabia, uh, take, because Spike was classic for this, Shabia. If he liked you as an actress, he would say, Shabia, call Jason, which who was his assistant for years. And Jason would have a message or something, something. But you want to you want people to remember you and people remember they don't remember fans. So always, you know, and doing your due diligence now and just knowing who people are, take advantage of that. But I would never speak of the industry. I would speak of life because they never get an opportunity to do that. So then so then in that case, after you have that normal conversation, then your due diligence after that is to follow up with an email or some type of yeah. uh, communication with them to say, hey, we, we passed by, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then because kind of leave with the, here's yeah. what I have. Okay. Because then at that point, they're going to want to help you. You know what I mean? Then because they had such a great conversation, brief conversation, they're like, so what do you do, Shamia? And you're like, yeah. well, I'm an actress. Really? Well, you know what? You should get your picture and resume and your reel. Get your stuff to me. Here's my card. Here's my email. Just email it to me. Because what people do is they make such a big deal out of people that a lot of these people believe it. 
You know what I mean? But there are people who don't. And the ones that don't, they're like, okay, great. Thank you. I appreciate love the compliments, but how can I help you? Thank you. You're welcome. Wow, those were both great questions. Thank you, Devin. Thank you, Shamia. Thank you, Elsa. Great question. Absolutely. All righty. So when we come back on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore, we are going to do class in session and we're going to have a monologue, you guys. Today is a monologue. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. 
I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and you know we're going to do class and session, but before we start class and session, I just want Shamia to give you her information and please go to her link and look at her amazing artwork, producers, directors. So Shamia, give them your link. Yes, uh, my website is www.shamiaamoreart.com. That is C-H-E-R-M-I-A-A-M-O-U-R-A-R-T. And that's also my Instagram as well, Shamia Moore Art. And if you want to look at my personal, I have some beautiful images there and content. It's Shamia Moore by itself. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shamia. Thank you. you. Thank you. You're going to see her artwork in my stuff, I'm telling you. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Have a good night. All right. All right. All right. You too. Thank you. Um, Okay, Elsa, class in session. What we got? Class in session. So today we have Miss Devin Nikki Thomas back. Welcome back, Devin. Devin. And we are going to spotlight Miss Devin in her monologue. Yay. So Devin, when you are ready, we're ready. Okay, I'll slate at the end. Trust. I don't trust none of these men. Not Jack or nobody else. See, these men, they liable to do anything. So they wait, so they, they get one woman locked and tied up with them, then they turn around and see if they can find another one. One's just as good as the other. I don't pay them no mind. See, I ain't never met a man that meant nobody no good. They go around and make all these babies and they leave you to take care of them, talking about they want to see what's on the other side of the hill. I make sure I don't have me no babies. My mama taught me how to do that. See, Molly Cunningham ain't going to be tied down with no babies. I had me a man one time I thought had some love in him. Came home, he was packing his trunk. This man say to me, the time come when even the best of friends must part. Said he would give me a special delivery some old day. I watched him drag that trunk out and down to the train station. So I say, if he gonna be sending me a special delivery, then I won't gonna be here to get it. See, I didn't learn that the harder you try to hold on to these men, the easier it is for some gal to come and take them away. I didn't learn that. <laughs> That's why. I don't trust nobody but the good Lord above. And I don't love nobody but my mom. Thank you. That's Molly Cunningham from Joe Turner's Come and Gone by August Wilson. Oh and I'm God. Devin Nikki Thomas. 
Um, one of my favorite, 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 all, anything August Wilson. Mm -hmm. First of all, I just want to say the purpose of a monologue um, is we're not involved, meaning casting directors. We don't tell you what monologue to choose or do. That's your choice. And you have the freedom. And the purpose of a monologue is to showcase the versatility in your talent and for us to see that. So in terms of the purpose of the monologue, you've achieved the purpose of a monologue. Um, I applaud the consistency of the dialect. It's so annoying when actors are not able to maintain that consistency. So you need to be applauded for that because that's really big. Okay. Because you... People can start off strong with a Jamaican accent and then break it up and mess it up mm -hmm. during the course of the dialogue. OK, um, the other thing is the character, your characterization, like um, because you've had some type of negative challenging experience with men in your own personal life. And I don't know to what extreme it could be 16 years old and was in love with your first boyfriend and he broke up with you. Whatever, whatever your experience is, the comfort and the ease of you being able to do this monologue and to take the diet, the, like it wasn't a monologue. I felt like I was listening to somebody else, not Devin, tell a story. So this is what I mean by authenticity. When you know the experience, have the experience, and you merge that into the character's experience, it just makes it like, I didn't know, I wasn't watching Devin. I was watching this woman. You took, all, Devin left the room. You look like Devin, but, you know, and, and I love when people, when actors do monologues and they have, they um, make a choice of that man's voice. So you took it to that shows texture in your talent, right? Because um, I saw him and that transition that you had, just that break of energy and pacing, it gave me this monologue embodied everything that I needed to see to say, I know what, who I'm dealing with. I know how to cast you. I know how to talk about your talent. Um, and lastly, one of the things that you're so dynamic at, Devin, is your breaths. You talk about other great actors, but you need to know that somebody is going to talk about you one day in the same way. Because when you take those breaths, that's what makes it real because it's not a run-on sentence. It's not like this one consistent thought. You break it up and it's so engaging to watch. I know when I watch Devin, she's going to nail it. I know that. And if she doesn't, which I don't think about, it's because maybe you didn't get the information. I just need to give you something, in it, but you're going to get it. Whatever you need, you take it, you absorb it, and then say it. I, I personally don't ever need to see an audition from you, a real, I know Devin's work. Thank you. That means a lot to me. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth, man. I, I, I champion you guys. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? But dynamic work, Devin. And, and again, you know, my goal always is to 
um, create a platform so that other people can see. But Devin, like I said to Sam Jackson, when he was running after me on the street on DeKalb Avenue, and he said, you're the casting director. People tell me I need to know. And I said, I think you're going to be all right. I think you're going to be all right. <laughs> True story. <laughs> all right. When we come, um, um, Elsa, thank you. Absolutely. We thank have you such great. Me. Thank you, Devin. Thank we you, are... Devin. Oh, all right. I'm telling you, the I Spirited think... Actor Crew Jackets Good 2024. Good work, Devin. Thank you. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. All right. Spruce, we're not, Spruce, we're not fin we weren't finished with the segment. <laughs> no, but Spruce wanted to come on. So now he off. We're going to make him a part of it. So, Spruce. So, listen, everybody. This is my, this my producer, Spruce Henry, and he also is a producer on Inside the Black Box. So, Spruce, when we want? come back, when we okay. come back to your show, okay. we're, I'm going to give love. Does that work? Can I do that? Yeah, you can give love. Give all the love you want. I want to meditate a little bit, too. Okay. All right. We can do that, too. <laughs> all right. Doggone it. We'll be back. <laughs> Welcome to Kudos Corner. Kudos Corner is where we put a spotlight on spirited actors and their achievements in their current work. And this week's Kudos Corner puts the spotlight on spirited actor alumna Amber Miller Moore. Amber Miller Moore has been a busy working actor over the past few years. Her starring role in Love, Falling is the Easy Part just debuted via YouTube and Damon Dash's new media platform, America New Network. While the film Bye For Now will premiere on multiple BT platforms this spring, you can also check her out as the no-nonsense federal prosecutor in season one of the scandalous TV series, Hush. Three more projects, including a starring role in Harold Jackson's The Novelist and supporting roles in For What It's Worth and Treacherous Behavior are also anticipated for release this year. In addition to her time on screen, Amber is a dedicated acting coach who leads the youth division and teaches the business side of acting at the McKinnon School of Acting in Maryland. Kudos to Amber Miller Moore. And now it's time to give love. I just want to say that it's really urgent that we check on each other and not check on each other work-wise or what are you currently doing or have you been cast? Checking in on each other's spirit. We need to do spirit checks because a lot of people during this time are having a challenging time. Just living in this hypocritical world that we live in. Sometimes I live in this world and think, mm, nah, that's not real, or this can't be happening. You have to be able to ground yourself in your reality, in your peace, and in your solace. <laughs> Because there's a lot of distractions, a lot of things going on that if we put our attention on all of these things 100%, it would be mentally, physically, and spiritually exhausting. So every once in a while, just check on your friends. 
you know, and again, don't talk about the business, talk about their lives, talk about, you know, uh, vacations, <laughs> but just avoid for a couple of minutes, maybe a couple of hours, just disconnect yourself from the noise and make sure we check on the spirit. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited podcast. Thank you. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hills and Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm -hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.